0: Hello! It's Chinwag! This week's Chinwag is with a relatively newcomer to our community and I, you know, I want to get away from the rock stars and, you know, start to get down with the the little people, uh, as Barbara Streisand's once referred to him, I think, Um, you know, so new people on the block. So uh, I've travelled five and a half thousand miles to corner this person because, you know, he's a bit disconnected from... You know, he doesn't really do Skype or... I am just a simple man. <laughs> yeah. I am a, I'm, You're sitting in my backyard. I live in the country. We're in the porch.
1: I'm not corporate at all. Look at me. Look at you, right? Mr. Smart, eh? How roles have changed, Mike?
0: How roles have changed? Topsy-turvy. <laughs> so, um, this man shouldn't need any introduction, but for those people who live under a stone, who are you? Uh, my name's John Troyer. No! Uh,
1: I uh, used. Is? I used to work at VMware for uh, eight and a half years.
0: And I am now growing um, another effort called Tech Reckoning. So did you, when you were at VMware, did you get all the plastic blocks that represent the different number of years that you were at the company? Yes, I do. I have, uh, I have the little blocks and I have the big blocks. We were joking in uh, my team the other, just yesterday that they, these blocks should build out to eventually the word thank you. <laughs> 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 but we were joking like, what if you were got rid of so far through? They might say something entirely different. <laughs> That's uh, a good trick. They're just art. They're art. I, I appreciate them. I have them in a box, and I'll I'll pull them out every couple of years. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and then the other thing is that uh, what people don't realize is that John used to have like an extreme U.S. Marine crew cut, uh, but uh, somehow the the locks have Dude, have it's- grown. I, I'm you know I live in a small surfing
1: town in California right by Mavericks the big wave competition so I am not a surfer but uh, you know so you, you're doing out. this to
0: blend in now are you? Yeah, letting it all hang out bro okay okay so post vMware yeah. uh, tech reckoning mm-hmm. well first of all why the name tech reckoning what's behind because you know when you're thinking of doing something new the most yeah. important thing is get the name right the content doesn't really matter you've got to get a snappy <laughs> name i'm I'm the master of that. So why why tech reckoning? Um, well tech
1: because it involves tech. Uh, no. it's about it's about IT, it's about bigger than IT. It's about kind of uh, I'm very interested in IT. Mm. So so and where it's going, right? We were in a place where we were more industrial, where we were more taking care of taking care of the big machines. Now we're moving to a place that's much more dynamic, much more in the cloud, much more IT being a business partner. Because if it's not a business partner, IT isn't going to be around anymore. Mm. And so um, I wanted to have something techy in the name, and then reckoning, because reckoning is a judgment, a final judgment. Mm. And uh, <laughs> is, it, is it a second coming about to happen? You know, It may be. It may be. The harrowing of the souls in the data center. And, and the worst part is actually,
0: have you tried to name something lately, right? Oh, it's, right. it's
1: miserable. So I basically typed words into a box for, for, for three or four months. And that's <laughs> the only thing that came up I could get a dot com. Now,
0: on. I thought you would have co- consulted a very expensive PR brand naming <laughs> system who would go out and sort of do all that kind of uh, work for you. But you just sat there and Googled until you got no responses. Exactly. Right. That's it. <laughs> uh,
1: but Tech Reckoning, it's a an it uh, 's meant to be a community of i t professionals right. and technical professionals that is uh, independent of any vendor. A lot of the work that I did obviously at VMware was in the context of VMware mm. uh, you know in the context of Cisco in the context of EMC. but I hear but I, people have told me you know we need to have there 's discussions that we need to have that are outside the context of one vendor All where right. is a place that we can have them and there are places like that like usenix like uh, um,
0: like uh, Works and right. places
1: like that but they are kind of few and far between so so I'm I'm building one right here.
0: now one of the things I, I subscribed to as soon as you sort of announced that you had this new thing going was your newsletter mm-hmm. it's terribly quaint he actually prints it and then sticks it in envelopes and sends it to everyone <laughs> oh, no Come. no I don't no it's an email newsletter which I I, I kind of like that and it was kind of a surprise because that's sort of now seen as a kind of retro format mm-hmm. and I must admit I probably signed up to a lot of newsletters in the past, but now I have corporate mail as well as personal mail to contend with. I went through the kind of unsubscribe uh, process. I didn't unsubscribe you.: oh, Thank you. Thank you. Um, but what made you want to resurrect this? Well, the, the the whole idea of the newsletter was for for uh,
1: an arc for people to, to, to carry people with me on the way to this community site that we're building. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the meantime, it's become something of its own. We've got about a thousand people on it. Mm-hmm. So uh, every week, I talk a little bit about what I'm thinking about. I put up a few links, and I also ask a question to the community. Mm-hmm. And then every week, the next week, we print the answers. So I think newsletters are really interesting. At this point in 2015... You know the spam problem has really been solved,
0: right, okay. so so
1: our, our inboxes are relatively clear. The noise problem, on the other hand, on the internet has, is worse than ever. Mm. They broke RSS, or at least they broke, broke Google Reader. Um, you've got all these blogs, and in fact, even if you went to all the, even if you had RSS feeds of all the different news sites, which I do, they all repeat the same goddamn thing. Mm. Right? It's all people ta- with takes on the same piece of news. S- mm. Slightly sliced, slightly differently colored, slightly differently, mm. but it's all the same piece of information. It's really hard to figure out is there something that is actually worth reading? Mm. So, I think what I can do uh, with this curation function with the newsletter is actually, uh, you know, have something that's actually worth your time. Mm. And it's, I feel really blessed that people do say that they kind of save it and they read it. Uh, and, uh, and they open it, <laughs> at least. Uh, no, people tell me they, they read it, uh, so it's it's a lot of fun. I think, in, also in 2015, I think a newsletter is more intimate. This is John Troyer. I'm in your inbox. Get out of my <laughs> inbox. And, and I'm talking to you <laughs> every week. And, and uh, people send me email. I, I try to send email back. It's really
0: a more intimate conversation mm. than now 10, 15 years into blogging. Hmm. I guess that's a bit like having a radio show and you let somebody into your house once a week into an yeah. intimate space. Yeah. My uh, inbox is a very intimate space. I don't allow everybody in there. I think it's the same thing. Like a, I think it is similar to a podcast, especially a lot of podcasts
1: are listened to in headphones, oh. right? And it's very intimate, right? Someone's whispering into your ear, basically.
0: <laughs> whispering in my ear. Sweet nothings. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sweet IT nothings. Now, the last uh, episode or last edition of that newsletter... Being the time of year it is, I don't know when this will go out, sometime in January or late January, um, but we're at the cusp of the end of one year and the start of a new cusp of the end, cusp of the beginning of the year. Uh, Well, you know, whatever the phraseology is, I won't rub that bit out, I never edit this thing, Um, but you know, it's it's that slew of uh, my take on the previous year and my predictions for the future, and you did a kind of summary of those. Some of that is click you know, <laughs> some of that, which can be quite amusing in some respects, and sometimes it's kind of not. What's your What's your experience of the highlights of last year, or what do you think's the thing to watch out for the the new year? And then I will pretend that I I have the same views. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, predictions are hard, right? Because you
1: want them to be entertaining. Uh, I I actually linked to Steve Herod's uh, blog post in this last newsletter because. Uh, Steve Harrod, you know, former VMware CTO and mm. now a VC, he had a very nice predictions for 2015, but it was very earnest. It was mm. like, these are the actual things he's concerned about. But it's not a very interesting read. It's just like, well, you know, security is going to be an issue. AWS is going to be big. You know, just stuff like that. Okay, well, I know that. Thank you very much. Mm. The really good ones are like, you know, Twitter is going to be bought by Google and <laughs> VMware is going to merge with Cisco. And, you know, those are the ones that are actually entertaining. Mm. Um, or you know, EMC is going to blow itself apart. Or this year will be the year
0: of VDI. <laughs> exactly. It's been a perennial prediction for the last seven or eight years. Isn't so, it? so trying to be a little bit provocative, uh, you know, I
1: will say that uh, one thing that's really interested me over the last year and coming into the new year is is the resurgence of x86 form factors and hyperconvergence mm. and the layering of software on top of hard or the, on, on top of hardware in a way that's both made possible. By by x eighty six being a standard, mm. but also perhaps more intimate than people realize. Uh, in that, uh, yes, we're in a software defined world, a software defined data center, perhaps. No. Um, but also, the hardware you're running on does make a difference, and it does require uh, you know, it's not just uh, it does require some integration work, like if you, you to look at your controllers and to mm. look at your you know to look at all the pieces and make sure that everything is performing as per spec. Sure. So so that kind of the tight in that that I think a so- in a software defined world, that tight integration of hardware and software actually becomes more important. Right. Okay. So that's one trend I see.
0: The other. Are you another, going to give me another one?
1: Yeah. Another trend is, uh, is just more um, more dev and ops. I hate to say the word dev ops, but it is more more development, and more operations. Well, you know, more developers, more uh, more infrastructure as code, more more IT people having to get into services, service management, and app management and talk to the developers. In fact, protect the developers from themselves because, frankly, developers don't know what they're doing, and they need the calm hand of IT to, like, guide Or the dead them. hand of <laughs> IT. <laughs> that's well, where you want to define it. it. Somebody's got to back stuff up. Somebody's got to work on compliance.
0: Somebody's actually got to keep the machine. mean machines. do all the boring stuff. Exactly. Well, <laughs> somebody's got to, and that's what IT is good at. Sure. Well, one question I wanted to ask you before we segue into uh, another kind of whispering kind of topic, which is... There was I, one of those that I looked at. I looked at you. Was um, concerns about the valuation of some of these uh, companies in the Valley, uh, Snapchat, Twitter, all of these people, massive valuations. And I think one of those commentators said, "This is the year that the market will come home to roost, and it'll be discovered that the emperor has no clothes. These these companies don't make any money. Where are these valuations coming from?" Um, that is something which has concerned me for a while, not just from an IT perspective. Want to go do a startup? Well, no, it's more It's more the kind of like my money is tied up. All yeah. of our money is tied up in these various industries. Hopefully, your money is sort of spread around in such a way that you're not vulnerable to an individual stock. Although, I think probably in the US, it's more common that people do mm-hmm. invest where they, they think there's an opportunity. Do you think a reckoning is coming with these tech stocks or… Is it still somewhere in the distance? Are we sitting on a bubble, basically? The last time I started
1: a company Mm. was in 1999. All oh, right, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I have a pretty good so far. I'm 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 going to go two for two right now. I'm starting a new company in, in 2014. Pretty much 18 months from you know from starting a company, I expect everything to crash. <laughs> that's uh, nothing to do with you directly, though, is it? I'm I'm a late follower, unfortunately. I don't get in early. I get in right as that. Just day. as it goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, I think things are a little overheated, right? Things seem to be overheated. Mm. Uh, luckily, it's mostly in the private market. Uh, I, that's why I like inter- inter- you know, business to business. And enterprise. As, as sort of hedge conf- funds,
0: sort of investing, and things like that. Yeah,
1: and, and uh, but there's nowhere else for them to put their money, so they're putting it into these crazy valuations. Mm. I think uh, the danger is, of course, if everybody tightens up their spending, like in 2008, right? Mm. When V, you know, it was very tough to even sell VSphere because uh, even though you could prove to somebody it was going to save them money, mm. it was a capital, it was a capital outlay. They didn't want to do it, right? Yeah, so
0: they deferred it.
1: Yeah, they deferred it to the next year, and so I think that's the danger. If like if you remember in 2001, two. Uh, if you were a technologist, it was kind of hard to get a job because there were just too many of them that mm. we had over over trained and overbought so for for but I think we're headed for it's it's a little bit crazy. I'm in the country here uh, 20 miles outside of San Francisco. But if you're in San Francisco, you can get, you know, food delivered, laundry delivered. You can have a personal assistant come over and hang up the laundry that you got delivered. You know, you can, you can get an Uber to anywhere. You can have something Ubered to you. It's this, you can get your mail picked up. You can, it's, it's just this weird, uh, kind of, uh, snake eating its own tail, uh, Upper everything upper middle, is a Upper thing. middle class, everything is a service, which is not adding much value to the economy, frankly. Okay. So I think that's a little overheated, and I think that that I I, I would expect. Uh, you know, something might happen. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous myself. I'm okay. in a, now, however, I am still long, uh, very long on VMware stock from my employee days. All right. Okay. So I really would like you guys to do really well for a couple of quarters <laughs> until I can unload. You're it. not the only one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> until I can unload it. <laughs> okay, that's right. A real kind of strong investment there <laughs> from the long term. I'm very, bu- I'm very bullish on VMware. Fair enough. Well, um, it's sort of gradually getting dark, so maybe I should wrap we should wrap up pretty quickly but I wanted to ask one last question mm-hmm. which is about you have a uh, you were obviously running the VMTM podcast for a long mm-hmm. time and I was a co-host with you at that point uh, but at the same time you started off this thing called uh, the Geek Whisperers yep. um, so my uh, I don't Tell people what Geek Whispers is, sure. and then I will hit you with my devil's advocate question. Sure, sure.
1: What we were trying to do is we were trying to talk about the intersection between marketing and technologists, or how to market to technologists. Uh, I do a lot of uh, reading and, and and talking to people who are in the social media industry, and a lot of what they say is bullshit, and a lot of what they say have really made me angry and did not was not really relevant to my day to day work, mm-hmm. which is you know sitting down and talking to people like you. Right. Uh, when you didn't work for VMware. And so uh, he still talks st- to me now. I do
0: work at VMware.
1: <laughs> the uh, so, so we started a podcast uh, with Amy Lewis, who was at the time at Cisco, and with Matt Brender, who was at the time at EMC. Mm-hmm. All three of us had created programs, uh, or shortly after, I'd created the v Expert program. She was involved with the Cisco Champions program. Matt had created the EMC Elect program, and or been involved in that. And so we were trying to figure out. We I thought it was going to be appeal to marketing people. Uh, because I thought all these marketing people wanted to know how to
0: talk to geeks. Uh, okay. Turns out they weren't <laughs> interested at all. <laughs> so I mean, my my devil's advocate question, which which is this, is that is it is it just a platform for which? Social media types can complain about how misunderstood they are and how nobody gets it. Is that, is that what it's about? Well, you know, we, we do like to... Have a pat good our, moan.
1: Pat, yeah, moan or pat ourselves on the back a little bit in, right. in, in, a, in a nice way. We do champion the people who are out there uh, making noise, the bloggers and things like that. It turned out, we, what the interesting conversation was, what are the new career paths? Right, you're a blogger. You're mm. you're an IT person. You decide to start blogging or making videos or doing you know podcasts or something like that, mm. or or even writing more. Maybe you're writing, you 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 start to get freelance gigs writing. Mm. What is that? What does that career path look like now in 2015? Because uh, the old school, you might move into tech journalism. But all those pathways are a little bit different now. Are gone. You might move into being an industry research analyst, but all that is weird now. The, most of them are gone, except for Gartner, and you know that's a very weird career path. You might move into being an independent analyst or things like that. And or that's tech really, marketing with a big vendor. Yeah, or tech marketing. So, what is the if you are a communicator oh. and a technologist, what are your options? Do you move into tech marketing? Do you go into do you do you do you uh, do you stay in engineering? Do you go into sales? Can you go and move into management? Is there an alternative career path? so those kind of career questions actually turned out to be the most interesting thing, rather than rather than oh, aren't bloggers awesome? And shouldn't we all be paid more money? <laughs> um, there are all and and some of the you know the challenges of being a marketer and still having an honest voice and, a, and an intellectually uh, mm. uh, you know an intellectually rigorous and honest voice, which is which is what you have to do as a, you work for a
0: company, a vendor, and still have to speak about the technology you're doing. I, sh- I guess one path is carry on what you're doing, staying where you are in terms of all those different activities. I guess when I was an independent, my main wedge of cash came from being an instructor. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd ever go back to doing that now, although I could do. Um, I doubt all those other things I used to do as a kind of sideline, like the the podcast about vendors, the vendor wagon or whatever, that I could monetize those, to use an American phrase, you it's can't tough. make a living out of that stuff
1: you can get a few thousand bucks here a few thousand even if you write a book it's only a few thousand dollars mm. if you write a white paper it's a few thousand dollars there is I mean, more if- money
0: in doing videos sponsored by a vendor than there is in any book writing <laughs> let me tell exactly. you exactly so. so we've actually shifted the podcast you could, we're
1: still moving forward with okay. geek, geek whispers everybody has a new job now Amy's no longer at Cisco uh, Matt is no longer at EMC I'm no longer at VMware but actually what we're doing is we're talking to geeks about their careers Okay. and we're talking to geeks we're trying to get to senior geeks to figure out you know what what was your what were those career decisions like? Uh why are you the CTO of this company now? You know, what, what happened to
0: make put you where you are? So I wanna ask when the time comes, can I come to John Trier for career advice? Absolutely. I'm <laughs> uh, always available. It's, it's worth what you pay for it. Uh, Alright, is there, is there a, a consultancy charge associated uh, it's, it's, with uh, it? It's very free. Actually. I could check him out for dinner. He's cheap. <laughs> Anyway, thanks very much for uh, spending the time. Um, It's getting dark here, so we better wrap up, and uh, we're going to go off and have some uh, dinner and meet up with a friend of mine who lives out this way as well. So thank you very much for watching. Say goodbye to everybody at home. Uh, Goodbye, everybody. Mike, thanks for having me. I really appreciate you flying all the way just to come here. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're such a difficult person to get hold of. (laughs) Bye-bye. Cheers.